Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading Ezekiel chapters 16 and 17. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable sins. Give her this message from the sovereign Lord. You are nothing but a Canaanite. Your father was an Amorite and your mother was a Hittite. On the day that you were born, no one cared about you. Your umbilical cord was not cut and you were never washed, rubbed with salt and wrapped in cloth. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day that you were born, you were unwanted, dumped in a field, and left to die. But I came by and saw you there, helplessly kicking about in your own blood. As you lay there, I said, Live. And I helped you to thrive like a plant in the field. You grew up and became a beautiful jewel. Your breasts became full and your body grew, hair grew, but you were still naked. And when I passed by again, I saw that you were old enough for love. So I wrapped my cloak around you to cover your nakedness and declared my marriage vows. I made a covenant with you, says the Sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Then I bathed you and washed off your blood, and I rubbed fragrant oils into your skin. I gave you expensive clothing of fine linen and silk, beautifully embroidered in sandals made of fine goatskin leather. I gave you lovely jewelry, bracelets, beautiful necklaces, a ring for your nose, earrings for your ears, and a lovely crown for your head. And so you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were made of fine linen and costly fabric and were beautifully embroidered. You ate the finest foods, choice flour, honey, and olive oil, and became more beautiful than ever. You looked like a queen, and so you were. Your fame soon spread throughout the world because of your beauty. I dressed you in my splendor and perfected your beauty, says the Sovereign Lord. But you thought your fame and beauty were your own. So you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. You used the lovely things I gave you to make shrines for idols, where you played the prostitute. Unbelievable! How could such a thing ever happen? You took the very jewels and gold and silver ornaments I had given you and made statues of men and worshipped them. This is adultery against me. You used the beautifully embroidered clothes I gave you to dress your idols. Then you used my special oil and my incense to worship them. Imagine it! You set before them as a sacrifice the choice flour, olive oil, and honey I had given you, says the Sovereign Lord. Then you took your sons and daughters, the children you had borne to me, and sacrificed them to your gods. Was your prostitution not enough? Must you also slaughter my children by sacrificing them to idols? In all your years of adultery and detestable sin, you have not once remembered the days long ago 
when you lay naked in a field, kicking about in your own blood. What sorrow awaits you, says the Sovereign Lord. In addition to all your other wickedness, you built a pagan shrine and put altars to idols in every town square. On every street corner, you defiled your beauty, offering your body to every passerby in an endless stream of prostitution. Then you added lustful Egypt to your lovers, provoking my anger with your increasing promiscuity. That is why I struck you with my fist and reduced your boundaries. I handed you over to your enemies, the Philistines, and even they were shocked by your lewd conduct. You have prostituted yourselves with the Assyrians too. It seems you can never find enough new lovers. And after your prostitution there, you were still not satisfied. You added to your lovers by embracing Babylonia, the land of merchants, but you were still not satisfied. What a sick heart you have, says the Sovereign Lord, do to do such things as these, acting like a shameless prostitute. You build your pagan shrines on every street corner and your altars to idols in every square. In fact, you have made it You have been worse than a prostitute, so eager for sin that you have not even demanded payment. Yes, you are an adulterous wife who takes this in strangers instead of her own husband. Prostitutes charge for their services, but not you. You give gifts to your lovers, bribing them to come and have sex with you, so you are the opposite of other prostitutes. You pay your lovers instead of their paying you. Therefore, you prostitute, listen to the message from the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, because you have poured out your lust and exposed yourself in prostitution to all your lovers, and because you have worshipped detestable idols, and because you have slaughtered your children as sacrifices to your gods, this is what I am going to do to you. I will gather together all your allies, the lovers of, with whom you have sinned, both those who loved and those you hated, and I will strip you naked in front of them so that they can stare at you. I will punish you for your murder and adultery. I will cover you with the blood in, in, jealous, in my jealous fury. Then I will give you these many nations who are your lovers, and they will destroy you. They will knock down your pagan shrines and the altars to your idols. They will strip you and take your beautiful jewels, leaving you stark naked. They will band together in a mob to stone you and cut you up with swords. They will burn your homes and punish you in front of many women. I will stop your prostitution and end your payments to your many lovers. Then at last my fury against you will be spent, and my jealous anger will subside. I will be calm and will not be angry with you anymore. But first, because you have not remembered your youth, but have angered me by doing all these evil things, I 
will repay you for all your sins, says the Sovereign Lord. For you have added lewd acts to all your detestable sins. Everyone who makes up Proverbs will say of you, like mother, like daughter. For your mother loathed her her husband and her children, and so do you. And you are exactly like your sisters, for they despise their husbands and their children. Truly your mother was a Hittite and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria who lived with her daughters in the north. Your younger sister was Sodom who lived with you with her daughters in the south. But you have not merely sinned as they did. You quickly surpassed them in corruption. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, Sodom and her daughters were never as wicked as you and your daughters. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. She was proud and committed detestable sins, so I wiped her out, as you have seen. Even Samaria did not commit half your sins. You have done far more detestable things than your sisters ever did. They seem righteous compared to you. Shame on you! Your sins are so terrible that you make your sisters seem righteous, even virtuous. But someday I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and Samaria and will restore you too. Then you will be truly ashamed of everything that you have done, for your sins make them feel good in comparison. Yes, your sisters Sodom and Samaria and all their people will be restored. And at that time, you will also be restored. In your proud days, you held Sodom in contempt, but now your greater wickedness has been exposed to all the world. And you are the one who is scorned by Edom and all her neighbors and by Philistia. This is your punishment for all your lewdness and detestable sins, says the Lord. Now this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will give you what you deserve, for you have taken your solemn vows lightly by breaking your covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember with shame all the evil you have done. I will make your sister Samaria and Sodom to be your daughters." even though they are not part of our covenant. And I will reaffirm my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you have done. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give this riddle and tell this story to the people of Israel. Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. A great eagle with broad wings and long feathers, covered with many colored plumage, came to Lebanon. 
He seized the top of the cedar tree and plucked off the highest branch. He carried it away to the city filled with merchants. He planted it in the city of traders. And he placed it beside a broad river where it could grow like a willow tree. It took root there and grew into a low-spreading vine. Its branches turned up toward the eagle, and its roots grew down into the ground. It produced strong branches and put out shoots. But then another great eagle came with broad wings and full plumage. So the vine now sent its roots and branches toward him with water. Even though it was already planted in good soil and had plenty of water, so it could grow into a splendid vine and produce rich leaves and luscious fruit. So now the sovereign Lord asks, Will this vine grow and prosper? No. I will pull it up, roots and all. I will cut off its fruit and let its leaves wither and die. I will pull it up easily without a strong arm or a large army. But when the vine is transplanted, will it thrive? No, it will wither away when the east wind blows against it. It will die in the same good soil where it had grown so well. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Say to these rebels of Israel, Don't you understand the meaning of this riddle of the eagles? The king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, took her away, took away her king and princes, and brought them to Babylon. He made a treaty with a member of the royal family and forced him to take an oath of loyalty. He also exiled Israel's most influential leaders so Israel would not become strong again and revolt. Only by keeping her treaty with Babylon could Israel survive. Nevertheless, this man of Israel's royal family rebelled against Babylon, sending ambassadors to Egypt to request a great army and many horses. Can Israel break her sworn treaties like that and get away with it? No, for as surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, the king of Israel will die in Babylon, the land of the king whom he put him in power and whose treaty he disregarded and broke. Pharaoh and all his mighty army will fail to help Israel when the king of Babylon lays siege to Jerusalem again and destroys many lives. For the king of Israel disregarded his treaty and broke it after swearing to obey. Therefore, he will not escape. So this is what the Sovereign Lord says, As surely as I live, I will punish him for breaking my covenant and disregarding the solemn oath he made in my name. I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and put him on trial for the treason against me. And all his best warriors will be killed in battle, and those who survive will be scattered to the four winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar, and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. 
It will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seeds. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shade of its branches, and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who makes the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do as I have said. Once again, we see in Ezekiel's prophecies messages from the Lord demonstrating how the people had rebelled against him, how they had committed adultery. They had forgotten their first love. And while that is important, it's something that we have discussed many times, there is something in specific that I want to share with you today. It's at the end of chapter 16, when the Lord is talking about Samaria and Sodom. And he is saying that the descendants of these, those that were not part of the original covenant, would be included in the covenant. And that the covenant would be reaffirmed with those from Israel. You see, this reminds us of Jesus' command at the beginning of, of Acts chapter 1 when he says that that they would be his representatives, his witnesses, and he would t- they would tell all the people in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world about Jesus. You see, we see a glimpse here in Hezekiah that one day all who wanted to accept Jesus as Savior could come into that covenant. It is subtle but it is a reminder of better things to come. That the promise to be the promised people of God, to have that special relationship, wouldn't just be to those that were Jews. It would be for all who accept Jesus Christ as Savior. You and I can certainly be thankful for that because we have the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of our lives. Now, may we never go back on that oath. May we always serve the Lord. And may we give him praise that Jesus is our Savior. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.